In the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today we read from the Gospel of Luke. And we see that in the Gospel of Luke today, that there was a lot of polarization around our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lot of divisions and a lot of different views. The passage that we read today is right after the passage when our Lord criticized this generation and told them that John the Baptist came to you and he accused him of being demon-possessed and I came to you and you are accusing me of somebody who loves the sinners. And it seems polarization is something that we all face in our life. Even until today, in our own country, there seem to be extreme views always in our own homes, in our own jobs, in our own relationships. And sometimes it's actually worth to ask ourselves sometimes why do we enjoy a lot of times to get into so many groups and so many division? And why this sort of polarization gets a lot of response from us? I remember Kida reading an article recently about how some politicians were complaining about social media. They said that the post, they post many things, but the only posts that usually get a lot of attentions are the ones that are controversial, ones that are extreme. So usually people gravitate more toward what's extreme. Taban, I actually ask parents who have their kids with them, if they're making noise, please take them to the saints' room. If your kids are making noise, please them take them to the saints' room. Yeah. Yeah. Take your children to the saints' room. So there's something inside of us as human that tends to like this polarization. It's a weakness of us. Very few people work for harmony and work to try to bring people close and work for peacemaking. A lot of people work to have a group, insider and outsider. People who think the others are evil and we're good. And this is what's happening in the time of our Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing's changing. Nothing. You find it even sometime in families. Every group will get together and they exclude somebody and then they will be the bad person and everybody is a, a group. And then these groups keep breaking, breaking because this is the nature of things. How did our Lord Jesus Christ deal with this polarization today? I'll tell you, get three quick points to keep them in mind. The first thing we see that our Lord Jesus Christ, he communicated with everybody. And you will see that they accused Jesus of being somebody who spends time with sinners and tax collectors. But today, he was also invited to a Pharisee's house. He's not saying, you know what, I only go to this, this group, I don't go to the other group. Absolutely not. He's open to spend time with all groups. And he's open to have conversations with all groups. To the point that when Simon started having bad thoughts in his head, our Lord read his mind, and he started telling him, look, what you're thinking is wrong. What you're thinking is not right. 
and he started giving him analogies and examples to help him to understand the issues, the challenges that he is facing. Isolation is a very problematic thing in our culture today. A lot of people live in bubbles. And our Lord Christ, in one of his main ways to deal with this, he started communicating with every group, not only with one group. The day that I don't listen to one side and close myself, this is a day when I am not following what our Lord Jesus is doing. The second thing you'll see today, which is actually quite unique, I'm gonna spend more time on this point, is our Lord Jesus Christ dealt with every person according to their own understanding. I want you to take this and think about it. If you look at the sinful woman, what's the sinful woman? She's a prostitute. So what's a prostitute? She flirts with people, she dresses in a certain way, she acts in a certain way. So people have an impression of what she does. Okay, that's their impression of her. Now when this woman came to approach Jesus, what did she do? First thing she did, she untied her hair, which is a very inappropriate thing to do in this time, of, in this time and this age. That's not something polite. That's not something uh, nice to do. It actually gives, in this time, yani, almost sexual images. Okay? So she untied her head. And then what did she do? She broke the alabaster uh, 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 flask, which is what she uses for her business. It's like the smell, the sense killer, that kind of what helps her to get customers. Okay? And then she approached Christ without permission. And she approached him in the Pharisee's house. And she's not even going to a, a place where they can try to talk in front of everybody. She approached him in the Pharisee's house. From the outside, from the outside, from a Jewish perspective, this looks a very uncomfortable scene. And the way she almost could have put our Lord in a tough place. But she used what she knew. She used what she knows. And that's why our Lord accepted her and defended her and praised her. And I personally believe that Mary, the sister of Lazarus, later on learned from what the sinful woman did and she followed her example of worship. When he came to Simon, Simon is Mr. Rules, you know, Rules and Mr. Rich. He's a rich man. So God came to these two points. He told him rules. There are two basic rules. Rules of hospitality and rules because the, the person who invites people to dinner is expecting usually after dinner a dialogue, a conversation. So as, as the person who hosts, he also has an obligation, has an obligation to protect his guest. So they cannot have a conversation to when they, they beat each other up or fight he has an obligation to protect his guest. For our Lord told him in rules of hospitality, like, you know, washing the feet, welcoming me, giving me a kiss, none of this stuff. In terms of, in terms of rules of protecting your guest from the attacks of other guests, he also failed because we see it in verse today 49, he says people started attacking Jesus among themselves and Simon did nothing. If I told him, according to the way you look at life rules, you fail. According to money, 
There, in the scripture, there's a really strong link between forgiveness of sins and forgiveness of debts. Because people, it was not easy to forgive debts. If you forgive debt, it kind of, it, it impacts the whole culture, the whole like system they have. So forgiveness of debts was only guided by the law. So it's not easy. It's, you don't see people voluntarily forgiving debt unless the law requires it. Forgiveness, forgiveness of debt is always a thought of forgiveness of sins because it's something that you, you cannot do enough for your sins to be forgiven unless you receive a grace from God. So he's, he's almost asking him to question the rules or the thoughts of how he builds all his social understanding on. If our Lord came to the sinful woman, according to her way, he accepted her. He came to Simon, according to his way, he judged him. And by the way, I'll tell you guys something kind of simple as we go on. A lot of times, the problem is not with the sinful woman or with Simon. The problem with somebody who is in the church and he is full of judging and critique and cannot look at his other brother and sisters with an eye of love and compassion and appreciation. It's sad when people, even in, in our country, they don't treat each other with the same respect and the same love as if somebody is more evil than others. Those who are filled with judgment are the ones who are at loss, not the sinful ones. Those who are filled their head with judgment are the ones who are at loss. The, thir the third point I want to just get a touch upon quickly is what did our Lord Jesus Christ omit in his conversation with Simon? And obviously, in the old days, in order for a woman to, to become a prostitute, it was, nothing, uh, it was nothing glamorous. A lot of them were forced into it. A lot of them were forced into slavery. There's a lot of into it. Our Lord didn't come and tell him, look, Simon, this woman, you don't understand her circumstances. You don't understand what happened to her, how she got into it. You don't understand the background. None of that stuff. Why? One, because Simon doesn't care. Simon is a man of rules. And God has to talk to him with his rules. The second thing is, is that God does not care where do you come from? Today, he's giving you forgiveness. He's giving you a new beginning. And that's important. Sometime in conversations, I need to know what to omit and what to keep in. You guys know something really beautiful about the story. The sinful woman, be careful about this, the sinful woman made Simon understand the value of Christ. How? When Jesus entered Simon's house, he did not treat him as a prophet. He did not treat him as a teacher. He's just, uh, just another guy walking in. Only when the sinful woman showed up, Simon started saying, if this man is a prophet, he would have known. If this man is a teacher, he would have known. Have you treated him as a prophet? Did you treat him as a teacher? No, I didn't. So the presence sometime of these different views, these different polarization, helps us to understand things better. The presence of different views is healthy to a certain extent as long as people have understanding. 
And this is what we see in the life of Simon today. It's important for us, each one of us, you'll find our minds consumed, consumed with things that causes division. And consumed with things that keeps us in a group inside and others outsiders. But our Lord did not do this. Our Lord reached out to everybody. He understood every person according to their own ability, not according to the standards of the time. He also omitted conversations that might be irrelevant. But here's one thing you guys have, we have to understand. Our Lord was also crucified. It does not mean that we stand and we follow the path of our Lord Christ, that the end is not going to be the cross. doesn't mean that. But it means that I become like my Lord. I become like Christ. I walk his path. I have his nature. I have his patience. I have his love. It's essential, essential to understand that walking, um, walking in the path of the Lord Christ transforms, but sometimes transforms through the cross of those who walk through the same path. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. And